You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome inside Hour 3. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Happy Memorial Day. You know, and I remember, Doug, when you and I both worked across the street, uh, that that was always the big thing. When, when someone would call into somebody else's show, remember when they, they were like, oh, that's the greatest thing. If you're listening and you hear something, call in and, and, and synergy and it works and they'll put you up and put you on the show. And, and that, remember, that was like the greatest like, thing they came up with that was like, yeah, yeah, we get people to call and that would be great. I do remember that. And uh, I still like, I just like the idea that like when you're driving around, you're listening, you're listening to other guys you work with. I think it's a, I don't know. I, I take nothing negative. I've, everyone I know listens to Fox sports radio and I'm, I'm one of everyone. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, it was, it's a fun bit. And you know, I remember, I remember it's actually, it's actually, it involves you. I was listening to you and Freddie one night. Uh, back when you guys were doing game night together, and you were talk, we were talking about. I think you were talking about the, who was going to win MVP in in baseball, and you know me, Mets fan. It was Carlos Beltran's big year. It was 2006. He hit a big grand slam or something, and so I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm driving into work. I'm going to call in. So I called and I, I really I forget who was producing, and I said, hey, it's Jason Smith. Oh, hey, what's going on? I said, yeah, hey, see, Fred and Doug are talking about MVP. I wanted to come in and, and chime in and talk about uh, Beltran. I go, well, they mentioned Beltran a few minutes ago. I go, yeah, no, but I think he should win. I got to go, yeah, no, they, they, they talked about him. Um, yeah, and, and then we're going to move on to something else. And I was like, oh, so you're, you're not going to put me up. Okay, great. That's the only time I ever tried to call in. <laughs> I called it and I was, they told me, yeah, no, no, they covered it. I'm like, all right, great. Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> so I'm Ray Necci so is on your list, right? So, so, so Ray <laughs> Necci is on your list. Is that what you're telling me? I think so. Yeah, I think it was Ray Necci, actually. I think it was. He was like, yeah, no, they mentioned him. I'm like, okay. But, you know, I, I just, you know, I'd come on and, and yap about it a bit. And, and uh, you know, really, I think Beltran should win. He goes, yeah, no, we did it. And then I think we're going to go on to something else in a couple minutes. And I'm like, okay, all right. So, uh, uh, all right, cool then. I guess I'll talk to you later. It was so awkward. And I hung up the phone. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not- just not going to do it. So funny. So funny. So <laughs> hey, funny. how was uh, how was your weekend here? Because uh, you know this was one of those times where I think even the most staunchest of stay at home uh, quarantine, uh, you, you know, people, everybody's on both sides of, of this of, of this of the social distancing and, and quarantine. I think this weekend, having the long Memorial Day weekend, is going to continue on today. I, I, I think I saw more people, myself included, actually going out and doing things, and 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 really. As a country, I think we have hit that next level of where we're at as far as quarantine, regardless as to what you know we're being guided by by you know experts, scientists, politicians. I just think people are kind of figured out on their own. And I think this weekend was one of those times where it was, hey, I think I'm I'm, I'm okay for doing a little bit more. I'm going to do it responsibly, but I think I'm up for doing a little bit more. Yeah, we've done uh, the beach both days. We've done uh, we did two different friends' house with pools. Uh, we generally haven't let our kids go inside anybody's house. So I don't know. That's what we, we've had a good weekend and I think we just, we got to figure it out today, right? Like our list of friends, how good of friends we are with them right now, uh, coincides with if in fact they have a pool. So, ah, yes. uh, my non pool friends, cause we don't have, we don't have a pool and it is very much pool weather today in Southern California. So we'll, we'll have to, have to figure it out. I, you know, um, you know, we're not gonna gonna go to some Ozark type pool party, but we'll go to pool party at some point. We'll we'll get together with some friends. Hey, would you like to come over? I'm sorry, uh, you don't have a pool yet. No, no, not yet. Listen, we'll 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 get together in a month or so. All right, listen, buddy of mine, buddy of mine, smoked uh, smoked chickens yesterday on his grill, and 
it was amazing. I mean, it was really like it was, whew, it was really good. So I like look, we're in grilling season. I don't know. I just I don't know how you keep people from getting together. Once I smell a grill, I just I will I will go to any human being's house if they have a a grill and it's it's some it's some well cooked meat. Just the smell of it is amazing. So your kids would say, Dad, pool, you're saying I got to go to a grill, and if that doesn't meet both of your standards. You have a pool and you don't have a grill. How can you have a pool and not have a grill? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Does that they go hand in hand, I guess? They do. Having a grill and a pool? They do. All right. Very good. Uh, We actually, for the first time, we had people in our house, which was shocking because we we had uh, some of our best friends, and my daughter's one of her best friends, Came over. We said, "Hey, let's have a let's have a social distancing, some kind of uh, dinner." He's like, yeah, great. So he came over, and I could tell on Saturday. Okay, this is going to be. We're going to hang out, and and, and we're going to have fun. It's going to be like it was. We were outside for most of the day, but then it got cold. So we came in the house to eat, and it was weird because you know none of us really knew how we were going to do it. So like the three of us, because it's it's my wife and I, my daughter, and, it, and it's our two friends and their daughter. Like we sat at one all the way down at one end of the table, and the three of us ate together, and the three of them sat all the way at the other end of the table and ate together. Kind of like in movies when you see the uh, uh, you know the really big dining room, and there's the 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 you know the husband sitting at the end who's like the king, and you know the the queen sits all the way at the other end, a little bit smaller table, obviously, but it was weird because i'm sitting here eating going yeah we're all like huddled together on this end and they're all huddled together on that end but they're in the house it's it's some kind of progress i guess it is you are you are hardcore in your social distancing you are i mean you've look i'm i'm with you um i haven't i i I was in my mom's house once for the most part we've kept away from my mom um and i guess me going in probably probably defeats all the purpose anyway because i'm pretty germy but i don't know that's what I hear about like, you, Doug Gottlieb, full of germs. That's you. That, that I, you should put I, on your Twitter I am bio. Full, I am full of germs, but I just like I'm. I guess I just got to be reasonable about it. And um, you know, you you feel. I, I, it's interesting you pointed out about your daughter having a little bit of. I don't know if you want to call it full full blown depression or not, but the the super motivated people who are people people really struggle with this thing, and I think that's why you're seeing some people kind of overreact and overcorrect here and get together with too many people at at too short a period of time. You know, everything in, um, what is it called? Everything in moderation? Moderation, yes. I think even anything in moderation, uh, which I wish I would have done eating all that chicken last night, but I did not. I I did not. I I was drinking in moderation because I knew I had to drive home and do the show today. So I drank, but I did not eat in moderation. I did not follow my own own guide. Uh, You know, that, you know, it's funny is that one thing I get reminded of during this entire time is how resilient kids are. Like, you know, my, my daughter is, you know, is she depressed that she can't see her friends? Yeah, it, it's hard for me to get her out of the house to do things. I mean, it's not that she's not active. It's just hard. Hey, do you want to go jog? Do you want to go, you know, uh, catch some fly balls? You know, you want to go kick the soccer ball around? And that's something where, well, I'd rather FaceTime with my friends because she really misses them. But at the same time, you know, it's like she's, you know, hit this and go, okay, coronavirus is here and this is how we have to do things. And for, you know, we're all flipping out, not knowing what, you know, what it's going to be like and, and, and how we're going to, you know, exist day to day and the rules are going to change. And, you know, watching kids like, you know, even her and I'm sure your kids too, it's like, okay, yeah, this is, this is kind of just what I have to do for a little while. And then, you know, we're going to figure it out and I'm going to take the cue from my parents and I'm still going to, you know, 
live every day the best way I can and live my best life. And it's it, I forget how resilient kids are when it comes to 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 getting through things that that are very adversarial or or things that you know you have to overcome. And you know that's been a really big thing for the past few weeks. Is that boy? I can't imagine what it would have been like if it was if it if 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 my daughter couldn't really handle it. Yeah, I, I would. I agree. I mean, all the, on the other hand, it's like like you said, they get to FaceTime their friends, they play video games. They, you know, there's ways in which they communicate, which we we couldn't. I mean, hell, when I was a, like, I had to date myself, but there was I was around for the invention of call waiting, right? So imagine if you go back old school, like we didn't have call waiting. You had one phone, phone, you know, and not everybody. Everybody had a home phone. You didn't have a cell phone, you know. So some of this is good. Like you go at I just. You know, even now, like, go out and just be. Just go, out and go play outside. Like, my dad used to do when he want to put Richard Pryor uh, tapes on, right? He put <laughs> Richard Pryor on. You, you guys, you guys go outside. I'll be, I'll be out. I'll come get you in like an hour. Uh, you know, lock all the, lock all the doors. We're just like sitting outside, like, why? Who's, is that Richard Pryor? I can't listen to this. Hey, how much of, how much of the golf did you watch yesterday? Uh, with Tiger uh, and Brady and it Phil was and on the whole time we were you know we we had it on and my buddy is was gambling on it so he loved it he wished we, wow, we all kind of wished like there should have been no there should have been more like they should have been gambling more they should have been pressing different holes and like it should have it was it I mean I guess this is what happens you know Brady is just so corporate and wants to be so perfect that there wasn't a lot of chatter there like is anybody really going to have a problem? He's like, hey, let's put ten grand on this hole. You know, let's 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 do long drive here. Let's let's press this hole here for the last five. You know, I mean, I I'm just I, it it was it was good background stuff. Um, obviously, you know, Tiger and and uh, Peyton were far better than than Brady and Phil Mickelson. But I just outside of Phil Mickelson, I don't and I I thought Barkley was entertaining, but I didn't think the rest of them were very entertaining. Yeah, it, it had the feel of one of those uh, shows that gets taped and they run it in the off season. You know, like yeah. you, you get a few years ago as oh hey look and and that yeah they they taped that three months ago and we're gonna air it in in the off season. It kind of had that feel, but just to have it on and have it on as background, I think that's the perfect way to describe it. Is that it's been you could pay attention to it every once in a while when you wanted to. You could walk away and come back to it. And it seemed like, look, they were all having fun doing it. The, the Brooks Kepka thing was great. You know, he was pledging a hundred grand for charity if Tom Brady would uh, get a birdie uh, on the back nine. I thought that was pretty cool. But you see the differences between people like Brady and Peyton Manning and and, and even Tiger and Phil. Where you know, you see Tiger and Phil had that easy kind of relationship where they're joking around about U.S. Open medals. You know, Phil says you want to mark your ball. He says you want me to use one of my U.S. Open medals, and you forget that Tiger's pretty good trash talker, but. Brady, you can just tell it's it's really forced with him. Like Peyton has that everyman type uh, persona that we didn't know he had for a long time. Then he started hosting SNL and doing commercials. We realized, wow, Peyton Manning's kind of fun, and you can tell it's just an just an easy type of existence, you know, an, an easy type of situation for Peyton Manning to play 18 holes of golf. Where there were times I thought Brady was going to explode. Like, he holes out, and he rips his pants right after Charles Barkley is ripping him, and you could tell Brady had had it at that point. He was frustrated, he was, but he's trying to keep his cool, and, and that's, you know, trying to keep that image out there. He doesn't want to be a guy throwing a club or anything else. You can just tell he was working more and working harder at it than the other guys were. Yeah, that's, that's not his jam. You know, he's, um, he's a lot of things, and entertainer is not what he is. That, that's, you know, and, and 
you know, God bless him for knowing who he is. I, there's just a lot of Derek Jeter to him, you know, where uh, he obviously didn't date as many supermodels, but he married the supermodel. And um, he seems like a good enough dude, a good enough husband. And obviously he has the Benjamin Button thing where he keeps looking younger and better. But there's, the, he, he's not a guy like, you know who is hilarious? Tom Brady. Like nobody says that. Nobody's like, you know who's really funny? Tom Brady. Like they'd say like Peyton Manning, but that dude is really funny. Ian Eagle, crazy, crazy funny. Tom Brady, yeah, he's cool. He's fine. I like that you put Ian Eagle there in the middle there. You went from you went from Peyton Manning to Ian Eagle to Tom Brady. Ian Eagle's the funniest person I funniest person I know. So that's that's he just uh you know, he his his parents were like vaudeville comedians or whatever. He's just naturally funny. He just he can say boo and you're like laughing. I don't know why I'm laughing at you. You're just naturally that funny. <laughs> what am I funny? What am I here to make you laugh? Yes, he's a funny human being. So I've, I always felt that way. Like what you know, the late Jerry Stiller who just died. He's someone who sure. every time he came on screen made me want to laugh. He, he didn't have to say anything. I was just ready to laugh because he was going to say something funny or he was going to yell or it doesn't, doesn't matter how funny the punchline was. He was going to make it funny. Certain people like Kevin Hart's like that too. Every time I see him on screen, I want to laugh because I know he's going to say something funny, whether it's in a Jumanji movie or something else. Kevin Hart guy, huh? I like Kevin Hart. I, I he, he, and I guess maybe it's, I've, I've been around him a little bit, so I know it does. There is not the off switch, which I think is kind of the more impressive thing, right? To where they can be normal and then be kind of clever and then hit the on switch. There's no off switch with Kevin Hart would be my only thing. See, but I like that because I don't like people that are, oh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be, this is just, I'm going to be fake. Like if that's who mm-hmm. you are, that's who you are. If that's what you know, you, if that's what you, you know, how you've grown up. But if it's, if it's where, oh, I could do this, but then I'm going to be really reticent and I'm going to back off and I can tell it's kind of an act. Uh, then I'm like, all right, well, we're really getting the real, you know, person. Is that, is that really who you are? And if, if there's no off button, then okay, I know that's exactly who you are. Then you're, you're that guy. Fair enough. F- fair enough. Uh, so th- this, you know, would you watch it again? If there was, if this was on again, if there was something else on, and it wasn't Peyton Manning and Tiger, and for, no. say it was, say it was Rory. Would McElroy I have it on his background? Others. Would I have it on his background? If there's nothing else on. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's, but that's generally golf for me. I just, it's really good background stuff. If nothing else is on. Yeah, I was surprised how much I liked it, like going back to it, because this this wasn't really my jam. You know, the the uh, uh, you know, this this golf, this okay, watching Peyton and Brady play golf. But I, I don't know if it was just the weekend or it was just the, you know, the overall vibe of, hey, here's something kind of fun and light and breezy that's on that's still sports, that's still Tiger Woods on a golf course and Phil Mickelson on a golf course. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just the the familiarity of it that came back that was something oh yeah okay it's been a couple of months even though i've seen tiger woods play golf hundreds of times and i've watched him play for big stakes hundreds of times uh, just seeing it uh was a big deal um you know it d- didn't matter who won who lost which you know, look when we watch sports that's all we care about is who wins and who loses but it's one of those things where just having it i, I think was okay and i wonder if that's where all of us are in the country of hey we just need to have it at this point whatever it is i think, if it's, I think if, that's if where it's we no are. fans I think that- if it's not we just got to have it I think that's where we are. It's just we we just got a a sense of normalcy. And if you have a, 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 you know, you you get you keep your TV on and golf's being played and there's Tiger and there's Phil and there's familiar faces. And I just I think that's what it is more than the event was great. It wasn't terrible, 
Um, it was what it was. And I, I thought it, 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 it fit its, its uh, niche at just the right moment with just the right amount. It wasn't super over the top. Uh, it was sort of organic with the way in which it was filmed and 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 way in which it was covered. But I, I do I think like that it, it I'm going to remember it for years to come. Probably not. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Uh, you check things all the time, like your email, your ex's Instagram. But what about checking something as important as your credit? Discover makes it quick, easy, and best of all, free. Discover is now offering FICO credit scores, the score used by 90% of top lenders for free, even if you're not a customer. Checking your score won't hurt your credit, and you can check each month for changes. The Discover Credit Scorecard, free for everyone. Learn more at discover.com slash credit score. Scorecard. That's discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations. They do apply. Coming up, we got Rick Buecher stopping by. Is the NBA making big plans to resume their season? We'll give you the absolute latest coming up next. Plus, we remember an absolute legend from this past weekend in sports. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Big news coming out of the NBA, joining us now on the hotline, no one better. Bleacher Report, Fox Sports 1, NBA insider extraordinaire Rick Buecher. Buke, how's it going, man? How was your uh, weekend? Did you do anything special? I did not do anything special. I live near the coast, so uh, I was able to go to the beach. I did not. I was not stationary. I kept moving. It, can you guys tell me, uh, by the way? And this, you know, vast majority of your listeners up, uh, and viewers are probably not uh, living near the beach. But I'm really confused on what the protocol is when you go to the beach under uh, the coronavirus uh, uh, standards. Are you? I, I've been told that you can go to the beach, but you can't be like you have to keep moving. Um, and clearly that's not happening. So I went to the beach. I kept moving. But I, this is a big issue for me. Honestly, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to Am I supposed to wear a mask, not wear a mask? What am I supposed to do? How do I, become, how do I uh, act as a, as a responsible citizen? And I know that we wanted this show to be a lot lighter than that. But you asked what I did this weekend. You know what I did? <laughs> I tried to figure out what the sure. hell am I supposed to be doing? That's what I tried to figure out. So um, <laughs> there you go. You asked, I'm telling you. Well, Doug was there this weekend. Doug, you went to the beach this weekend, right? Yeah. We, we go you, just about every day anyway. So Did you plan an umbrella? I mean, did you, like, were you? No, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a sit-at-the-beach guy anyway. Like, my okay. son goes in, and he serves for us. Sometimes I'll go in with him, and then when he, like, when he, when he body serves, I'll go in there with him. Uh, yeah. You, you, and it's pretty early. We go in early in the morning. We don't go. We don't go amateur hour in the afternoon. We just lay there, and and get sun. So I I don't know what the protocol. Is. Like for us, it's just hey, if you're gonna do something active, go there. Which I like anyway. I don't. Sure. I mean, I remember when I was a kid. Like you set up shop in the beach. It just sand gets in everything. Like yeah, beach is there to go and get in the ocean or to, you know, play right where the ocean meets the sand. If you're a little kid and dig for sand crabs and stuff, the I'm, I'm I'm not a big setup shop and spend all day out in the hot sun in the in, in the sand. Yeah. yeah, my my son and I surfed and tried not to develop a bad attitude about since we live we live here on the coast. Right. Everybody comes over to the coast 
and you're like, okay, are we supposed to be gathering like this? And <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Well, I, think I, you, I, know, I, I know what Buker's saying. Struck. Listen, here's what Buker's saying, and he doesn't want to say it. I'll say it because I'm the bad guy, right? Which is like, <laughs> hey, man. We pay a lot of money for our houses and our taxes <laughs> so that we get to use this thing. You guys driving an hour in and coming in and getting us in trouble by setting up shop and having your kids and your dogs running around and, and not abiding by social distancing. Like, come on, man, you're killing us. You're just yeah. killing us. Fair, fair yeah. Buke, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, and, 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 and wanting, like understanding, hey, look, I get to, it's, a, it's a free country. I happen to live you know, by the beach. So I get to enjoy it more than most, but under these conditions, like are like what ha sheltering in place, staying at home. Like, uh, I'm, I'm struggling here. Cause it's almost like I, I'm not, I'm, I'm abiding by the rules by not going to, you know, San Francisco or going to dinner over the city, you know, over the hill or whatever. But it, the same doesn't seem to apply. Anyway, luxury problems, Cadillac problems, as a friend of mine likes to say. But you asked, again, you asked. That's no, okay. Asked what my weekend was like. I'm just sharing with you. <laughs> and there you go. I'm just picturing Buke on the beach. He stops for a second to go, hey, what's that out there? And someone blows a whistle. Keep moving. Keep moving. Don't stop walking. Keep. All yeah. right, I'm going to keep walking. Hey, yeah. are, are we gonna? How close are we to getting a decision from Adam Silver and the NBA on anything? Because as as we've been seeing the past few days, it's great that both sides seem to be moving towards uh, yep. the resumption of the season at some point. But at some point, Rick, somebody's got to decide something, right? Yeah. Well, look, the reality is that while it hasn't been said, it's been decided. We're, we're going to have games. It's just a matter of when we're going to have games and what it's going to look like. But they've they've this has always been the intention and they've gone too far down the road to suddenly pull up and say, ah, you know what? This isn't going to work. They, they know that they have to resume the scene, the season in, in some form or fashion. It's a matter of simply figuring out what that's going to look like. I would expect that by the first week of June, we are going to get an official announcement, maybe even the first of June. This is the plan. We're bringing everybody, you know, we're bringing everybody back. I have long said that uh, while, you know, there's been talk about regular season games, I don't see how you play regular season games when you're not bringing all 30 teams back. And I just, the logistics say it's going to be a challenging to, if, if you want to make this as low risk as possible, you just bring back essential personnel and no offense to the, uh, you know, to the, to the eight there, the, uh, uh, the 14 teams that are not in the playoffs, you're as of right now, you're non-essential personnel. So go on with your, your, uh, your summer plans and we'll bring the 16 teams back. Maybe just maybe have a, you know, a playoff scenario for uh, the, the, the ninth or 10th seed teams. But again, that gets difficult because now you've got to open up time to spend on those play-in games. And is that a warm-up for teams? And are you putting the teams that are seated in a, at a disadvantage? Uh, but those those are the elements that need to be decided. Uh, it's not a matter of can we play or should we play. It's a matter of how are we going to play. Uh, Buke Orlando, correct? Yes, yes. Um, and, uh, you know, again, it's just a matter of logistics and taking care of a broadcast partner, obviously. 
just too many, uh, too many, too, too, too many loose ends to get it done in Vegas. Vegas sounds good, but you, you can't create a bubble. And, and this is funny because I was always, you know, when I first, when all this was first being discussed, it was like, well, they're not going, I was told by a number of sources, it's not going to be in, uh, in, in an NBA city. And so I was like, okay, so how's Orlando going to work? Well, technically not looking at the Magic Kingdom as Orlando. Magic Kingdom is a city and a place unto itself, um, and, but it allows you to create a bubble. You, you have a property that you can fully contain with the employees that are allowed on there, with the hotels that are there. That's, that's the issue with Vegas is, you know, there's, 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 no, there's no guardrail to the city itself. And, and there are with the Magic Kingdom. I mean, there's literally gates that you only you have to go through to get in. So that's why it makes the most sense. And obviously the property is big enough that they'll be able to, uh, to put everybody there. Uh, so I, as, as, as of right now, I'm hearing that that's going to be the site and that's going to be the only site. Buke, any, any way it's less than 16 teams? Anyway, it's well. Okay, sixteen may be too much. We may be getting a little too much pushback, and it's it, it's less than that. I have not heard that, uh, and I would be really surprised simply because there's you know there, there's there's a payoff to being part of this and being a playoff team, and I, and honestly, you know, one of the other parts because we there's been a lot of speculation about having all sorts of different types of formats. The there, there's going to be a big enough asterisk for those who want to put it on whoever ends up being the champion as is with the you know multi-month layoff and and all of that uh they don't want to add to the equation by making it an ncaa tournament or any of that having play in games is one thing because they've, they've toyed with that anyway and we may see that going forward but to dramatically change the format and not make it best of, or not even make it anything short of best of seven, quite honestly, is uh, they want to avoid that at all costs. So yep. to reduce the number of teams in the playoffs would do the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the problem that they're going to run into and why they have those playing games is you know kind of the clumping in, at the bottom of the playoffs, right? And then the idea I've heard proposed is, well, you play a couple of like warm-up games or like a round robin in a pool against teams from the other, maybe you know, like the Lakers can play the bottom couple seeds from the East, you know, to get warm, you know, to get right. get up and go. They got they can't just right. go zero to a hundred and start playing playoff games. No, they no they can't, and it's so. But it's a matter of like, okay, so if you and, and this is the challenge when you call them regular season games, um, they're they're not going to be regular season games if you're not playing all thirty teams. So you're you so then are you going to give those games meeting meaning or do you want them to just be exhibition games i think honestly that is the biggest decision to still be made as far as the you have you're right you have to have warm-up games you can't go straight into playoff games but are those just going to be like preseason games the kind that you would have in training camp or are you going to attach some kind of significance when it comes to seeding or something else uh and as you said like you don't we probably don't want to be playing teams in the conference um even if you give them meaning or whatever so that that's like that aspect is something that still has to be sorted out any surprises 
we should watch out for is, is it, whether it's negotiation, resumption. What, what, what's something that could pop up that none of us are thinking about? Well, I think one of the challenges is, like, if I'm, if I'm a pending free agent on a lower-seeded team, uh, the risk factor, the injury risk factor, the not looking good factor, like, it's all well and good that we want to come back and play, but there's some players uh, on the cusp, and it's not superstar players, but there's some players on the cusp of, like, my value being judged by coming back here or getting injured and that affecting my, my price point. I, I think it's just the business of the NBA, and we see this with Major League Baseball going on right now. Like, players will come back and play, but, dude, this is my livelihood. And I'm, I'm, you know, there's been a lot of debate about, and, and you know, I think, quite honestly, unfair, athletes being unfairly criticized for, you know, looking at their bottom line under these circumstances. Look, this is, this is their profession. This is their livelihood. This is their one crack at making this kind of a kind of money. It, it, we, we don't like it because we just want games back. But, but the truth of the matter is, players kind of have to protect themselves uh, in in this situation. And uh, and so I, I just I'll be interested to see how certain players approach this. Are we going to see players who either have some sort of surgery or say that they're not ready to play or and and how does that change the dynamic of the matchups that's that's probably the thing that i'm most curious about well then the other question buke is how much harm if if enough don't come back and play how much harm is done to the league so that the contract they thought they were going to get they're not going to be able to get because not because the owners are holding it against them just because the, the sheer economics of it which we don't know in the future Yes. Well, and it, I mean, that's a huge part of it. And I would say the other part, quite honestly, is what's the protocol going to be? Because they are going to test everybody every day. What's the protocol going to be if somebody tests positive? How long are they going to be out? Are you, you can't suspend play while they're being quarantined. Um, that's, I don't know if it's a surprise. It's just one of the things that I'm really curious to find out how they're going to handle. And I haven't, I haven't heard definitive you know, that they, they, they've figured that out. There's, there's still some things to be figured out, which is why we haven't heard an announcement. But uh, I, I just, you know, June 1 was always a date that I heard that they were targeting to, to make a decision, not that they had to make a decision by then, but that they wanted to have things in place so that they were prepared to, to bring people back. Because, I mean, at some point, if you're going to have three weeks of training camp for teams and you got to have a minimum of three weeks of training camp. Um, you know, you, you have to push that button or you have to say, this is when we're starting. And, and I know the Adam is back end, you know, left the back end open uh, so that they don't have a drop dead date at the front. But at some point you just got to, you got to make your best guess on what the risk factor is and how you're going to do it and then plow ahead. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher or at the beach if you see him there as well. Bleacher Report. Yeah, but stay, away. Way, stay away. Stay away. Stay just away. Just make sure that, uh, you know, <laughs> we're both moving as we do that. We wave and pass. That's why I say follow you at the beach. You know, not, uh, you not, know not, not I, get I, right I, next to you. That's why I said follow. I, I am sure there are so many people listening going, God, that Buecher, what a jackass. <laughs> he gets to live at the beach and he's complaining. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Uh, you're right. I'm, a, I'm 
I'm a Always. Monday morning jackass right now. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> hey, you should find a way and patent that. Monday morning jackass. Yeah, I think that works I, out pretty I, good. Sounds like a, pod, a podcast to me. Sure, there you go. Hey, the Monday Morning Jackass Podcast with Rick Pugh. Hey, patent pending, patent pending. Uh, thanks a bunch, Pugh, as always, buddy. Appreciate it, my friend. You got it, guys. All right, there goes Rick Buker. Great stuff from Buke right there. Uh, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, so as you see, the NBA still looking at. Rick says, hey, first week of June, that's going to be a very big week, so we look forward to that. Um, this weekend... Uh, we saw the passing of an absolute legend. Eddie Sutton uh, passes away at the age of 84, 800, over 800 wins in college basketball, uh, only coached, first coach to get four schools into the NCAA tournament. And, Doug, uh, to say that you were close with him is an understatement. You've said to me before that he was like a second father to you when I saw the news. You were the first person that I, that I thought of. You know, how are you dealing with, with you know, the news from this past weekend? You, you know, um, I guess you'd say surprisingly well. He was 84. He'd suffered uh, uh, a couple strokes. He'd had falls. His wife died in 2013, who he called his number one assistant. And, you know, he, he'd finally gotten into the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame. And I, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's time. It's time. And, uh, you know, fight was over. And I, I think everyone was at peace with it. His family was there by his side. His grandson, Hunter, had been taking care of him, like, it was a good full life and now we're left with the, with a lifetime of memories that that he created uh for so many of us yeah i know and you use a lot of uh tenets that he coached you with as you coach kids now yeah i mean look he held everybody accountable he did coach people differently some some guys you don't have to go on you know there were guys in which he would we all thought we were was the funny part was we all thought we were was whipping boy and i was like you know guys we can't all be the whipping boy that's a singular pronoun <laughs> i was like no no i was his whipping boy no i was his whipping boy uh but then some some guys got got treated a little bit better cuz they were they were just different um so the, the the ability to know the room and know the kids and i mean really that's kind of the the secret sauce there is they knew us we used to have an expression if you you excuse the language, but if you fart on campus, they smell it in the office. Right. And the idea was like, they knew everything about you, but that also helped them kind of establish who you were and how they wanted to coach you. Not, not every guy they, they go at head, head on, not every guy they bench when they play poorly. And they, they made assessments on people. And, uh, he was, he was like a dad. Cause he did know who you were dating. He did know what TV shows you liked and, you know, you knew your parents and et cetera, et cetera. He was, he was a very unique guy. And then, the other parts is, you know, um, and I use this with my own kids. I use it with teams I coach is I just don't have, I don't have time for, for kids that don't want to give optimal effort. And that's what, and, and you know, when you come into college basketball, you think if you come from a good high school program, oh, I've played hard before. You have no idea. And it's an everyday at practice thing. And it's, you know, through every drill and finishing everything hard and, you know, I just I think the he holding you accountable for the amount of work and the amount of work ethic you have is the key to any sort of parenting or coaching, right? Like, look, some kids are going to be smarter, or more skilled. Some shots are going to go in that that yours don't go in. That, that that's not the point. Did you did you legitimately give her everything you had, and if, and then some? And that's what he could draw out of us, and that's what that's what I try and implore on my own children, and then on kids that I coach. And what was this big line to you? You can either do what I tell you or come and help me coach, right? That was yes, everything was, everything was, uh, or you come help me coach, right? <laughs> Listen, you, you, 
if if you don't want to go to class, brother, you ain't gonna play. You just sit over there and help me coach. You know, <laughs> you want to take back. You want to go do your own. You run. You make that move in in Israel next year when you're getting paid. For me, brother, you take a shot like that, you're gonna go help me coach. <laughs> he had other ones too, like and they were falling on the floor. So, you know, he loved the. You got to run like the devil was after you, right? He used to. He used to. But the best one was he'd say, "You guys." You need to spread out. You're congregating like you're shooting craps. And everybody perked up their ears like, hey, coach you shot craps before? So That's he was cool, man. He, you, he let you, us, he let us, like he wasn't, you know, you think of older coaches. He was in his 60s when he coached me. And you think of those guys as just being, you know, so, and, and when I talk about accountability and discipline, like, look, he let us get away. He let, it get, let us get away with stuff. I mean, he knew we were, we were doing, you know, whether it was having a good time in college or hanging out or, you know, messing around. Like he wasn't, I mean, he let us, we weren't one of these teams. You had to wear the team shoe. Like you had to wear Nikes and you know, if you had your own Nikes or if you go get the equipment manager to order you some other ones, like, all right, fine. Whatever have made you play well, fine. He wasn't big on guys like hair and appearance. Although I, I did the, uh, the dyed tips, my junior year and some of the guys copy me. So before we went to Hawaii, he's like, that looks ridiculous. You go dye your hair back you, or you're not going to help me. You're not going to get on the plane. So I had to go dye my hair back. <laughs> Did you really? You yeah. had to dye your hair back? Are you? <laughs> yeah, I had the, the, remember when frosted tips were in for straight men? Oh, oh dude. Oh, was sure. Like, man. Uh, mid late nineties. That was, that was, oh, it. Yeah, I had yeah. to fry the frosted tips. Like I was like, man, this is, this is good. One of my buddies, I had done it at home and then I had one of my buddies did it. And I was like, this looks good. And he, I played a game, and he was like, that looks terrible. We're leaving for Hawaii in two days. You better, better be brown, brother. You ain't getting on that plane. I was like, really? He ain't messing wow. around. Like, you got to go and go to CVS and get some get some hair dye. Doug at Gottlieb Show. Me at How About a Fresca. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb. In for Dan and the Danettes. Uh, again, uh, an absolute legend. Eddie Sutton we lost this weekend at the age of 84. Uh, coming up next as we finish the show, a big story out of football we got to get to coming up. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes today. Happy Memorial Day. And uh, this story comes to us not too long ago, about an hour and a half or so ago, from former NFL star Heisman Trophy winner Reggie Bush, who did an interview with Playboy Magazine, which is where we, we should get all our information from, uh, about NCAA recently supporting paying players for their likenesses and names. Reggie Bush says, if you do that, it will, quote, destroy some people. Guidance is the one thing that young athletes coming through the college system miss on so much. I missed on it. They're about to start paying college athletes. This is something that has never been experienced before, and it's going to destroy some people if their foundation is not in the right place. Uh, Doug, I get the sentiment of Reggie Bush, what he's trying to say. And, and, yeah, clearly, yes, if you give someone money when they can't handle it, they can't handle it. But anybody that's getting paid right now is getting any kinds of money. They, they already have people helping them handle it. I mean, the majority of the people, if you're talking about the ones with their jersey likenesses, the ones that are going to play in the NFL or play in the NBA, don't they? Uh, no. No. 
They don't have people. I mean, they may have people taking money off the top and arranging them, you know, the illegal stuff. Yeah. I mean, but that's not really handling the money. Um, I don't think they have somebody who does that for them. No, you do it all. You kind of yourself. I mean, it's, it's a dad. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a runner. It's somebody who giving you money is not the same as handling your money. And it's also managing, you know, expectations of people, you know, it's like anyone who's ever gotten into this business, like, Hey, will you agree to do this? Sure. Okay. Well, anything you agree to do in college, now you're going to have to run through your compliance, right? You have to go through all those steps. You're going to have to report the earnings you make. You have to show up on time. You have to establish a relationship. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you can't allow it to hurt the relationship you have with your school or with your your football or basketball team. So I, I do think there's some managing to it. I just, like, throwing money at a, at a kid doesn't doesn't make their lives better. It just doesn't. Like, we... everybody's been fed a whole bowl of BS is what it was, you know, the hungry Huskies thing. Like nobody's been hungry, no college athlete. You've you've always, and now it's even better because now you get cost of attendance, but you've always gotten your scholarship check at the start of the month, you know, and then you had your team meals and you get extra per diem. And it's just about learning how to manage. You had to personally learn how to manage that amount of money. Well, now you add an additional money. So you would think, okay, it's easier to manage. Like not necessarily one. I don't know if they're going to tax it Two, Like you, you think that the money is just going to come in forever, but that's not the way it works. Right. It may, Hey, we're going to pay you for a one-off. You come sign autographs and then you don't play well. You're not in the starting lineup. And all of a sudden you're not getting that payment. Like you, you just, you, you, you can't count on money that you don't actually have in hand. You, if you want to use it to better your life, you, I guess you can, nobody's going to, I just, what, what Reggie's talking about is the unintended consequences. Because I do think that, that a lot of people who have been pushing for the name, image, and likeness, there's some good to it, right? They're like, hey, let's give these guys some respect for all the hard work. That's fine. But there's a lot of unintended consequences, and Reggie's just pointing out one or two of them. If this does happen, will it be that bad? Will it be as bad as Reggie Bush says? If they, hey, people can start getting paid, whether it's likenesses or anything like that? Uh, I don't know if it'd be bad. I mean, I, I do think that there's going to be ways in which uh, players are going to get compensated and it, it should eliminate some of the cheating, I would think. But here's the thing. You give a kid $5,000 legit, what's to stop him from wanting five more thousand dollars illegit? So I don't know. Does it make it better? I just think it makes it different. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes are back tomorrow. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for them today. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Happy Memorial Day. Coming up next, it's The Herd. This is Fox Sports Radio.